Chapter 21 of the Mary Frances Sewing Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Laurel Monroe. The Mary Frances Sewing Book by Jane Eyre Fryer. Aunt Maria makes a visit. Now one thing more. A pinafore will make for a doll we almost adore. A pinafore, sewing bird lady, exclaimed Mary Frances. An apron for Mary Marie? Yes, smiled fairy lady. A big apron, which she can use as a dress until you make her some dresses. Then she can use it as a cover-me-up apron. Oh, good, said Mary Frances. And dear fairy lady, I want to tell you, I've a lovely surprise. My Aunt Maria is coming to see us. Aunt Maria? Ooh, does she love sewing? Indeed she does. She made a bed quilt when she was, let me see, maybe, I think it was when she was two years old. Tee-hee, giggled Tommy Pincushion. Oh, I beg your pardon, he said, pretending he had stepped on Scissor Shears' toes. Ah-choo, said Needlebook, pretending to sneeze. She must have been a wonderful child, said Fairy Lady. She was, said Mary Frances, and the loveliest cook ever. She told me all about it. She almost knew the kitchen people. Well, I'm glad such a delightful person is coming, I'm sure, said Fairy Lady. But let us have as much done as possible before she gets here. To do today's lesson, we have to learn the best way for 32. Sewing on Buttons 1. Make a pinhole where the button is to be sewed. Thread a number 7 needle with number 36 cotton, the cotton double, and make a knot. 2. From the right side, put needle down through the cloth in the pinhole mark, bringing the knot on the right side. The knot is then hidden under the button. 3. Bring the needle partly through near the knot on the right side. 4. Put the button on needle, draw needle through. 5. Take a stitch down through the opposite hole and put a pin through this stitch. 6. Sew through the holes, making a cross over the button and pin. 7. Take out the pin. This will loosen the stitches. 8. Bring out the needle from underside of cloth between the button and cloth. 9. Wind the thread around the stitches under the button three or four times. This allows for the thickness of the buttonhole. 10. Fasten on the wrong side. In sewing a button with a shank or loop, take several over and over stitches with double thread. If putting on a number of buttons, the buttonholes should be made first and the place for buttons be marked through them. When does Aunt Maria arrive, asked Fairy Lady. I don't exactly know, said Mary Frances. Oh, I hope, began Scissor Shears, then the bell rang. A lady to see you, miss, said Katie, coming upstairs. It's Aunt Maria, it's Aunt Maria, exclaimed Mary Frances, jumping down the stairs, two steps at a time. Oh, dear Aunt Maria, how perfectly grand, kissing the old lady again and again. Have you had lunch? 
Grandma always takes an outing on Wednesday afternoons, and she'll be so sorry not to be home to welcome you. But I feel very welcome, laughed Aunt Maria, and I have had lunch, thank you, my dear. Then you can come right upstairs, said Mary Frances, leading the way to the guest room. After taking off her hat and smoothing her hair, Aunt Maria began. What are you doing, child, all alone this afternoon? Are you often alone? You have no chance to cook here, I imagine. No, Aunt Maria, said Mary Frances. I'm very busy, nevertheless. Busy, exclaimed Aunt Maria. And what do you do, pray? Shh. Aunt Maria, it's another secret. How lovely, smiled the old lady. I'm standing on tiptoe to whisper into her aunt's ear. I'm learning to sew. No, exclaimed Aunt Maria. Why, my dear child, how? How can you learn to sew? I know your grandma cannot see to teach you. Her eyes are too weak. Aunt Maria, whispered Mary Frances, I've some little friends who know all about sewing, who teach me how, but it's a dead secret and you must never, never, never tell. Hope you'll die if you do. Will you promise skull and crossbones? Mercy, child, exclaimed the old lady. What an awful vow. But I'll not tell, and if I give my word... Oh, I am sure you won't, Aunt Maria, and someday I'll be able to tell you all about it. Is it a book, like the cooking lessons, that delightful secret? I won't tell. My, thought Mary Frances, wouldn't Saucepan laugh. Not exactly like that, said Mary Frances aloud, and I know you'll never, never tell Aunt Maria, but it's a very, very serious secret for nobody knows, not even Mother. May I see some of your work, my dear? I'll bring some to show you, she said. Excuse me, please. She stood on the threshold of the sewing room a moment before entering. All the thimble people were jumping around in excitement. I tell you, tinkled Silver Thimble, it's the ant. It's not, piped the thinnest little voice Mary Frances had ever heard. Hello, exclaimed Scissor Shears. That's little, common, ordinary pin. You don't know. You haven't much of a head. Maybe not, answered the thin voice, but we have some fine points. Ha ha, laughed Tommy Pincushion. And we're not stuck on ourselves. Ha ha, laughed Tommy Pincushion again. No, exclaimed Scissor Shears. You're stuck on Tommy Pincushion. Such taste. Mary Frances went into the room. Oh, said Fairy Lady, I was afraid you might not be alone. Mary Frances, came Aunt Maria's voice from nearby. Every thimble person fell down where he was, and in a twinkle, Fairy Lady became sewing bird. I thought I wouldn't trouble you to bring your work to me, so I followed you to the sewing room. I thought I heard. I'm quite certain I heard someone talking. Oh, my, thought Mary Frances. Goodness, exclaimed Aunt Maria as they went into the room. Although I oughtn't to say it, what an untidy room. My dear child, my dear child, everything ought to be put in place just as soon as you've used it. It never pays to lay anything down out of place. Here are needles and pins, scissors and needle book, emery bag and whatnot, tumbled over the table and the work basket on its side. 
You'll learn better, though, child. There was a strange expression on the little girl's face. It's rude, Mary Frances, to smile when you're in fault, continued the old lady. Excuse me, Aunt Maria, said Mary Frances. I couldn't help it. Well, I expect it's because you're so glad to see me, said Aunt Maria, leaning back in her chair and rocking. Never mind, we'll look at your work. Very credible, very credible indeed, child. Such excellent stitches, examining the little samplers and finally the bathrobe and kimono. You certainly do take after me. To think that so spoiled a child should develop into such an excellent character. Blood will tell. I've often said it. Blood will tell. What pretty material. By the way, child, where do you get the goods? If this is a secret. Oh, Aunt Maria, Mother sent me this little trunk full of these pretty things and this lovely, lovely doll, Mary Marie, to amuse myself with. She said she was so sorry not to be able to show me how to sew and hopes to when she comes home. Dear Mother, won't she be surprised? Indeed she will, said the old lady examining the contents of the trunk. But, she sniffed, I am compelled to say less beautiful goods would have answered the purpose. When I was a little girl, well, never mind. Have you learned to make buttonholes? I can make the stitch, I think, answered Mary Frances meekly. Well, I'll teach you, child, said Aunt Maria, getting a piece of muslin ready. Now, let us begin to learn how to make 33 buttonholes. All buttonholes should be worked in a double fold of cloth. Use for practice a piece of muslin 6 inches long and 4 inches wide. Fold through the center. Turn in and baste along edges. A. To cut. With buttonhole scissors, cut into the goods one quarter of an inch from folded edge. Cut along a thread of the goods to make it straight. Make opening a little longer than the button is broad. For buttonhole, use number 40 cotton, number 8 needle. Barring and overcasting are often done with a finer thread than that used for the buttonholing. B. To bar. 1. Make a small knot in thread. 2. Put the goods over first finger, left hand, folded edge toward you. 3. At the end of buttonhole farthest from folded edge of cloth, insert needle between the double cloth, bringing it out at A. See picture. 4. Point needle down at B. Bring it out at A. 5. Point needle down at C, bring it out at D. Do this twice. 6. Point needle down at B, bring it out at A. C. Overcasting. Overcast the edge of each side and end of the buttonhole, catching the long, barring threads. D. Buttonhole stitch. 1. With goods over forefinger of left hand, at end of buttonhole farthest from the folded edge of the cloth, insert needle between the muslin. Pull through, leaving a small end of thread between muslin. 2. Add same corner of buttonhole. Bring needle halfway through. Taking both threads hanging from eye of needle between thumb and finger of right hand, pass the thread under the point of the needle from right to left.
pull needle through, drawing the thread firmly near the buttonhole. This forms the purl, which is well adapted to the constant wear upon the buttonhole. 3. Repeat until needle is at first stitch taken. E. Finishing. 1. Make barring stitches over the first barring stitches taken. 2. Put needle through these barring stitches, forming the blanket or loop stitch. Make several loop stitches and bring needle to wrong side. 3. Fasten thread by several small stitches. Note, if thread is too short to finish buttonholing, fasten it on wrong side of material. Enter the new thread on wrong side and bring thread through last buttonhole purl or twisted edge. Aunt Maria gave Mary Frances these directions very slowly, making the little girl do each step as she explained. No, not that way, child, she would say. Sit up straight, place both feet firmly on the floor, hold your sewing high, do not stoop over. That is the correct position while sewing. Throw the thread more carefully. No, not so long a thread. It will tangle. Patience, child. My, exclaimed Mary Frances, that's the hardest thing I've done yet. Am I very trying to teach? Well, said the old lady, you might be more so, but that's a real respectable buttonhole. But really, child, I must again repeat my lesson to you about neatness. Never leave your sewing room as I found it today. There's Grandma, exclaimed Mary Frances, looking out the window. Come, Aunt Maria, let's go down. Is my necktie straight? asked the old lady of Mary Frances, taking her hand. My, said Mary Frances, returning to the sewing room, aren't they the old dears talking together? A cup of tea and those two old ladies? There's nothing under the sun they can't think of, from Noah and the Ark to forevermore. I wonder if I could finish Mary Marie's pinafore. I'm going to make Angie a lot of clothes like Mary Marie's. Will the old grunt be back? Scissor Shears was looking up at Mary Frances. Who? asked Mary Frances. The old grunt, said Scissor Shears, fussing and grunting over everything. We looked all right. She scared us. If we hadn't dropped where we were, she might have found out about us. And if she'd found out about us, we'd been never-nevers. You must not call names, said Mary Frances gravely. She is an old grunt, so there. It was my work to teach you to make buttonholes, and I so wanted to do it, burst out buttonhole scissors excitedly. He spread his funny little legs apart and looked up at Mary Frances most forlornly. Rip her up the back, buddy, growled scissor shears. Be quiet, exclaimed Mary Frances. I'm ashamed of you both. I know it's an awful disappointment to you, buttonhole scissors, but never mind, you shall help me sometime. Magic and mystery we must. Yes, said Fairy Lady, smiling. We must finish the pinafore. Here is Pattern 8, Doll's Pinafore. See Insert 2. To cut out, 1. Fold goods lengthwise. Place edge of pattern having two rings on this fold. Pin in place. Cut out. 2. Indicate place for straps and pocket by pricking with the pin through pattern and material. Remove pattern. Run a red basting thread through the pinholes. 
three, cut four straps and the pocket, to make. Note, the pinafore is not joined under the arms, therefore, one, make a narrow hem along the sides of the front and back. Two, make a three-quarter inch hem along the bottom of pinafore. Three, make a tiny clip in the corners of the neck opening. Turn down one-quarter inch along neck on right side. Four, base flat against this, one-half inch wide white linen tape. In turning corners, turn the tape completely over. Five, ends of sleeves, sides of sleeves, and sides and bottom, a pinafore finished in same way. Pocket. One, make a quarter inch hem at top of pocket. Two, turn in edges one-eighth inch, based. Three, pin in place shown on pattern, hem or stitch. Straps. One, turn in edges of straps one-eighth inch all around. Two, base two straps together, wrong sides facing each other overhand or stitch together. Four, pin in place as shown by red basting thread and sew in place through a button. Or a button may be sewed to the pinafore and a buttonhole worked in each end of the straps. If this is done, hem a small piece of goods on the wrong side of pinafore under the places for the buttons so that the pulling of the button will not tear the goods. And we'll all help, if you please. Thank you, dear thimble people, said Mary Frances, spreading the pretty gingham on the sewing table. Work very quickly. I haven't many minutes. I'm so tired anyhow, and she leaned back in her rocking chair. Mary Frances, Mary Frances, Mary Frances, dear, called Grandma's voice. Oh, thought Mary Frances, I've been asleep. It's twilight nearly. Yes, Grandma, she called. I'll come right down and she looked on the table expecting to see the gingham spread out, but it was nowhere to be seen. Look at Mary Marie, whispered Sewing Bird. There sat the proud dolly with the gingham pinafore all made and buttoned in place. How, how, stammered Mary Frances. We took her over to Thimbleland, over to our fairyland, explained Sewing Bird. Can I go there someday, asked Mary Frances. I think you may, but not today. Perhaps you'll go another day, sang Sewing Bird. Oh, thank you, you dear, said Mary Frances. Come, Mary Frances, again called Grandma. Why, dear child, she said, kissing the little girl. It's nearly six o'clock, and we old ladies have been so busy living in the past that we almost forgot the present. That's you. End of chapter 21